This is How's the Bite. Welcome back, folks. I know it's been warm lately. It seems like that winter is gone, but keep in mind there are about three winters between now and real spring. But joining me with all the facts, the man with the boots on the ground, Bob Urban, who is the proprietor of Murray Outdoors on the south end of Guttenberg, under the big walleye. Bob, I'm sorry you're continuing to have weather that's not uh, good to build ice, but uh, how are you and how's the store going? Uh, I'm good, Ken. I've actually got out a few times fishing this week. I got the boat ready. Um, Some guys are doing that. The store's been... I would say pretty pretty busy on both ends. We're still ice fishing. A few guys were this week trying to get their last ice in. Shorelines are really going. Um, Sny McGill opened up. Uh, Johnson Slough, uh, all that's opened up. So um, it's just a weird year. We're not getting the runoff, Ken. Um, we're not getting the runoff on the ponds. We're not getting the runoff on the river. River's pretty stable. Um, and the reason we're not getting runoff, Ken, is because we don't have frost and all that snow melt and moisture and a little bit of rain yesterday, depending on you were at. I think uh, Wisconsin had a tornado last night. Um, we had some hail, uh, which is not usual for for February. No. Uh, February. So we just had some, it's just been a, it's been up and down, but the, the ice is, the ice is solid if you can get to it in, in certain areas where we're we're fishing. I did hear a couple guys were out on Bussy Lake. I'm pretty much not recommending ice fishing, um, just just in case uh, that's going on. But maybe we'll get a little bit more solid in seven days here. We might we might be back on. We might not. As far as what people have been catching, tell me how the fishing has been. What are you hearing? Yeah. So last weekend, we like I said, I would call it our late ice bite, um, where the ice is water and slushes on the, on top of the ice the water's dripping through the holes some really nice crappies caught um, up and down the mississippi river this year and when i say really nice crappies i'm talking like like thick like the river crappies this year mm. are are the same as they were about five years ago after the flood they've got really nice shoulders on them um, 11 to 14s are pretty common you had to mm. work at it they were just on are you okay ken you're like drooling that's <laughs> oh, that's like a smallmouth bass. I mean, that's a small bass. Uh, yeah, they're 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 thick, and and some of the guys were were even limiting out on on uh, Bussy Lake uh, to community holes. So uh, we're talking Bussy Lake a lot uh, here in Guttenberg. It's the safest spot that we were able to go to late ice here, and and guys are doing pretty good. Uh, bluegills, just a lot of sorting. We're getting to the point where. You're catching you're catching twenty to one keepers maybe or, or fifteen to one mm. keepers on bluegills. Perch, we've we're getting a few still. We don't know where the heck those guys are. They're in, in the mat of weeds, I would assume, uh feeding on um some shiners, uh shad, different stuff like that in the river system. Uh what we have seen a pickup on is our tip up bite last week. A lot of folks starting to catch those northerns, and and when the ice goes out, Ken, the northerns are the first ones to spawn, so that would make sense. They're feeding. The guys are trying to get onto those northern. Uh, the bite hasn't been the greatest, and I think I figured out why. The tip-up shiner bite uh, guy just had a 30-inch northern. I think he said he caught this morning. Uh, he was in, and uh, 18. He cleaned it, opened the belly up. It's a female. 18 shad is what came out of its belly so those shad that we've been talking about and that the northern have been 
preoccupied with them and and uh a lot of different chat in the river system this year uh that's just evidence that it's exactly what he's saying so the bait you guys are putting down is for a fish that's already been eating pretty well and the shad numbers are still quite strong so uh are you able to use any other kind of baits that uh would lure these fish in well the shiners is what we're using suckers something similar to that yeah so that that usually would be the case um so you can kind of match the hatch of the the shad but definitely definitely a lot of bait fish out there and that's what everything's going to be feeding on and and we've talked about it for the last couple of years now with the shad that that's probably the most oily uh growth producing fish out there in the river so uh could be also the reason we're seeing really big crappies just talked to a guy this morning that's getting ready for the snye mcgill ice fishery uh they are still going to have it they opened it up to wherever the heck you want to find some safe ice there's probably some spots around prairie that not safe ice i shouldn't say but find some fishable ice Bob, believe it or not, I have found a guy who came in to Murray Outdoors under the big walleye in the south end of Guttenberg to talk to you. His name's Bill Miller. Bill, where are you from? I am from Galena, Illinois. Galena. What a beautiful little town. It is. Quite a heritage in Galena, isn't there? It is. It is. Definitely. Now, you came in to Murray Outdoors. What was your impression of the place? Uh, it was great. Um, great experience. Great people. Uh, we met, we didn't meet Bob, but we met somebody that was working for him. Then I think you met Benny. Benny. Yep. That's what it was. That's who he was. And um, great store. He ended up being there probably for about an hour. Whenever a customer came in, they would spend time with my grandson. I was there with my son and my grandson, Jonathan and Graham. Graham is hot into fishing right now. How old is he? He is 13. Ooh, yeah. That's a good age for somebody else to buy stuff for him. Yep. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. And I love it. I love it. So, yeah, we uh, we uh, made out pretty good there, and they were very helpful customers. They were great spending time with my grandson. So it'll definitely be my first time, but it won't be my last place. We'll stop there again for sure. That's awfully nice of you to say, and we do appreciate it. It is what you just described it. I've been in there many times, and it, it has a flavor of kind of a an old hardware store. In other words, when you go in, the people that you talk to, know what you need, and they send you out with a smile on your face. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, when we stopped there, we are coming in from the north. From uh, We actually stopped the Cabela's first. We are coming in from the north, and so uh, we went all the way through Guttenberg looking for the big walleye. The big walleye. Yep. And we finally got there. It was not what I was expecting, but it was better than what I was expecting. It was a great experience. And if you're going through Guttenberg, you really have to stop there. And if you're into fishing like my grandson is, it is going to be a great experience for him. How much does Bob owe you for saying all those nice things? Oh, not a word. Not a, not a thing. And I haven't even met Bob yet, so we're going to go back soon. Um, we're down here in Florida, yeah. neighbor with you, so we live in Glen and we'll be going back there pretty soon, I'm sure. Well, keep this in mind. The big walleye, you know, is real and more than you expect. Bob, another story. I'll say it again. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Bill. Yeah, you betcha. Bob, I wanted to tell you something that I think is important. I went through a class this week on uh, CPR, cardiopulmonary resuscitation, and how to use an AED, which is this automatic external defibrillator. 
And it made me feel pretty good when I got done with it that if somebody were to go down uh, with a heart attack or similar uh, or choking, I could save them or at least give them a hand. Ken, stop. You call 911. You go get the AED. Is that part of it? Yeah, it certainly is. The first thing yeah. is, are you okay? And yep. then from that, if you, do, you don't get a pulse or you start, you tell somebody to call 911. Yeah. But if you don't have anybody there, you start CPR, and then you wait until you think you've got them a bit stabilized, and you grab your phone and squeeze it, and if you've got the right kind of phone, it will call 911 for you. Nice. Yeah, well, you know, that's not always fun because mine's called 911 a couple of times and the Gutenberg <laughs> Police Department has showed up at my house once They'll saying, always your phone because you were having yeah. trouble. They'll always show up. That's the good thing and the bad thing. Yeah, but the AED, there's a lot more of those. And uh, once you get that person where that you are pumping some blood, by the way, you don't have to do mouth-to-mouth now. They say only do the compressions in the chest. As soon as you get that AED there and you open it up, it starts telling you what to do. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, you stick it, it, two pads on the people and you shock. It, it tells you when the, if they should be shocked and then what their situation is. Yep, yeah, it's definitely. And you're seeing them in a lot of uh, community areas, city areas, buildings all over. So, well, the first thing for everybody: know where one is. And uh, on the island out at Bussy. Uh, they are placing them. Now, the challenge in the wintertime uh, is uh, I don't think they can freeze, but uh, they have uh, them in a couple of places they will have and maybe three places this year. So if you're with people or you yourself are at age that you feel like heart attacks happen, uh, know where the AEDs are in your community where you can get one and get it back to the person that may be at risk. Yeah, and most law enforcement officers and uh, obviously ambulance staff, um, city yeah. buildings, will they will have them. So you can yeah. always call and check up in your areas. Well, Bob, you've got sports shows coming up. When do you get started? Yeah, so we've been prepping for that those sports shows. Um, our first one's going to be down in Des Moines. There's a, there's, they're all over right now, Ken. It's basically February's a month of sports shows. Yeah, but we're prepping jigs. Fever. Nolan and I made 3,000 jigs. The guys and I made 4,000 yesterday, so we're at 7,000. We want to be around probably 30,000 going into the Des Moines show that will sell. Um, and we spin cast them. I can explain that process later. But just cranking out jigs, getting ready, plastics, and then that's our big business down there in Des Moines. And we'll have a lot of Murray stuff there, too, and, and maybe some deals on some ice stuff, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people that that are avid ice fishermen who realize this year you can take advantage of Bob. You can strip him of any profitability whatsoever uh, by the time we get into late March. Go for it. It's <laughs> exactly the truth. Ice stuff will probably be around... It might be 50% off here this month. We'll see how things go. Oh, my goodness. You know, you don't have much that doesn't have a sale on it from time to time. You've had these 15% off of everything sales on holidays and things like that. And then on the plants, you know, they're full price, 25 off, and then you take them to 50% off. And uh, 
other than selling dead animals at half price, you're pretty good at about marketing everything. Yeah, it's just we have a lot of stuff and we're open open year round, so we can cater to a lot of different folks. Ken and that show down there, if you're ever, it's mid mid Iowa Bass Masters that has that that uh, show down there. They've done it. I think it's fifty something years. It's a bass club, and you can take two hundred dollars in there and you can fill your tackle boxes. I mean, it's a swap meet type thing, like like anything else. It's it's just chaotic there on Saturday. Is this at the state fairgrounds? That's at the State Fairgrounds uh, 4-H building. It's the 23rd we set up. 24th and 25th is the uh, the actual okay. show. Um, and you can go to the Mid-Iowa Bass um, Anglers page, uh, and that's just the Des Moines swap meet. All right. So in Des Moines, late February, 24-25. Be there. See Bob. Say hi. What else you got for us, Bob? Uh, just had a few customers in. We're walleye fishing, open water. The guys are guys are buying stinger hooks off the shelf. The fish are a little bit more lethargic. You almost have to bump them in the nose, and they're just kind of grabbing onto the bait. So, here I was using purple hair jigs. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No problem. Pulling stick baits, I would think, work too. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, just telling a guy, stick baits, pulling stick baits, uh, pencil sinkers. I was out a couple times, had a couple decent fish, trying to find perch. I think it's a little too early for them. They're getting a few of those. Water temp can, as you know, when you mix your drinks up and you put ice in it, it kind of keeps temp. So we are right at 32, 32.9 is what I had the other day in the boat uh-huh. on the surface water. And we're going to just stay there until uh, until that ice comes through and, and we can warm up. What is the weather looking like for the rest of February and into the rest of winter in March? I don't know. Um, it sounds like, you know, your friend that was that was right. We had this huge warm up again, and then it sounds like we're going to get cool again at night. I mean, very, very mild weather. Highs in the 40s, lows in the the 20s. So we we just don't know. We're taking it week to week on what our ice is going to do, and we can get the boats out. The river's opening up, so. I would find it hard to believe that that river is going to freeze shut again below the tailwaters. Think we'll be walleye fishing for the rest of the year. Temperatures are perfect. You can you can do a lot with 40 degree highs. Uh, dress up for it and fish that. And then I, we may be ice fishing again in in a couple of weeks. We just don't know. Polar vortex again or whatever. I don't oh, know really? if that's true. Well, if that comes down, you're going to get real winter. But there's, as I said at the beginning, you know, you have you have winter in Iowa, and then you have this uh, false spring, and then you have winter again, and then you have a false spring, and mm-hmm. then you have winter again, and then you have spring. And it's uh, hard to say how long each one of those is going to be. But don't kid yourself. There will be some cold weather come back in. It's just a question of how long it's going to last. You know, if you're setting at 32 and you were to have a polar plunge, Bob, <coughs> you'd have quite a lot of ice in a pretty short period of time, wouldn't you? We We'd make ice on the north side of the dam and stuff. Uh, we'd we'd freeze up probably the DNR ramp area would gel up, but I just don't know if the channel would freeze again. Um, that's just something that that I don't know if we'd we'd have. It'd have to be pretty cold again. But if we had a vortex, yeah, we could make a lot of ice in a short period of time. So, uh, Burry Outdoors on the south end of Gutenberg. Bob, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>